What's up, what's up? Welcome to Set Apart. I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow. Guys, I'm so pumped that you're joining us today because I did an interview with a friend, Larry Sparks, a few weeks ago, and it was so powerful and there was so much energy and excitement in it that I had to share it with you. I do the intro on the podcast and the interview, so mind you, this is from a Facebook Live, but I thought it was so important I wanted to share it on this podcast today with you. He talks about men and women running together in the church, and he is a powerful family, and he empowers women all over the world to do this. He really does live what he preaches. So if you're a man, if you're a woman, I promise you the content in this is great. There's great ministry in it. It's for you, and it's for this time. And if you find value in this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take the time to rate it and write a written review to help get the word out there. Share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram, whatever social media, Twitter, whatever you use. It would be great um, if you would help get the word out there because I believe we have a huge family of men and women who are choosing to be set apart with God. And this is a great place for us to come, be encouraged to hear from people we may know and we may not yet know who love the Lord and are not compromising in what they put their hands to. We need each other. Anyways, thanks for joining me today. I hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoyed interviewing him. Without further ado, Larry Sparks. Uh-oh. Hey, friends and family. I'm so excited and so pumped for you to come and join me and Larry Sparks I love Larry Sparks. I love his daughter, Liberty. I love his wife, Mercedes. He's an incredible man. And he he and I have bumped into one another several times at a lot of the dream trips for Lance Wallnow Ministries. And his wife is the vice president of operations for Lance Wallnow Ministries, and he's my father-in-law. And what I love, too, is that Larry and I have had these really profound, awesome bump-ins with one another at all these different conferences and all these meetups, and he feels like family. And I'm so excited because he carries so many messages for writers and people that want to break through as authors. He's, he is the publisher for Destiny Image. So for all of the exciting and good feedback you have for all of those books, you can go to him and contact him. And if you have any negative ones, make sure you filter it to the Lord first, and then you can go to Larry after that, okay, if he even lets you. Okay, but all jokes aside, I have to say that Larry – is he carries an an incredible anointing and a powerful message for men and women running alongside one another in ministry and business. And I know that this is true because you see the fruit in his life. You see it in his wife, Mercedes, who is a powerful woman. And you see it in him because he's a powerful man and they each have their own lane, but they also run really powerfully alongside one another. And there's this cool ebb and flow that I feel like they've probably naturally discovered together. So let me bring my friend on, ladies and gentlemen. This is Larry Sparks. Hello, Larry. I feel like I'm like on the Jimmy Fallon show or something. This is uh, you need a little like AM in the background when you announce your guest. This is great. <laughs> I would love that. I'm like, don't egg me on. Don't encourage this. <laughs> oh, it must be. You must do it. <laughs> okay, Larry. So you and I were praying beforehand, and I really believe that there's a lot of women, and there hopefully there are men. If you are a man and you're viewing, please. Yeah, big time. Please tune in because Larry is an incredible husband and friend to so many women. Well, he's a husband to one, but friend to so many women. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> this is my life. This is my life, okay? I can't escape myself. But he is such an incredible friend, and he's so empowering. Every single time I'm around him, I do not leave without being encouraged. But he just knows how to empower men and women, and I love it. So, Larry, how you doing? I, I'm doing great. You know, the reason, number one, it's a no-brainer to do anything with you because we're talking about women tonight, what God's doing in women. And, um, you know, I know my wife has such great respect for you. I, ha- I have respect for you. And I'm encouraged to see what God is doing, even just in your own life and your own ministry. Um, so it is an honor for me to do this, Jamie Lynn. And for anybody who's watching, I've shared this on my page. I've shared this on our Destiny Image page. Seriously, please follow Jamie Lynn. You can go to her page. This is just a next generation voice that God is raising up right now. And I'm encouraged to know somebody, again, a millennial, we're kind of all the same age, who speaks with righteousness, who speaks with conviction, who carries a bit of an old soul in all the best ways. So anyway, she didn't ask me to do that. I I think the world. 
I didn't, but I know your address and I'll mail you a check for that. Thank you. I receive it. Thank you so much. I love it. Well, Larry, so you carry this message. What, what would you say started and ignited this message that you have for women? Like, where did it start? It's very bizarre because it, it, it's just like, I'll, I'll talk about this. I just spoke at a women's conference in Monroe, Michigan, and I get up there and here I am a 36 year old guy. And, and I'm like, you're probably wondering, what does this 36-year-old guy, why is he speaking at a women's conference? Which, by the way, let me just release this. You told me I could release anything. Yes. But I've got to say this. And it's kind of prophetic, a little bit humorous, but there's truth in it. Why is it that you know you have women's conferences and stuff? And I'm all for women's conferences. I've seen a lot of women's conferences where there's men speaking at the women's conference. Why not bring some women to speak at a men's conference? Because here's the deal. I actually need what Jamie Lynn carries. Jamie Lynn needs what I can. It's 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 not like well I can only receive from men. That's baloney. Like I I just found that so perplexing. It's like why is it that you got men at women's conferences? So anyway, that's just a freebie. That's a good point. You know, I'm like because I was at the women's conference, but I'm I'm grateful I was there because you know they're 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 wondering okay why are you here? What are you? What are you? So here's what happened when I came to know the Lord at age 16. I didn't know much. I, I I went to this wonderful church in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I got touched by the presence of God. Um, it wasn't even a charismatic Pentecostal church, but I was in the middle of worship, and I, I started to feel electricity in my hands. Like I didn't need faith to feel it. It was real. I started to feel like fire in my in my chest, and it was good. It didn't, it didn't scare me. It didn't freak me out. But listen, I had grown up Catholic. I had gone to like a very fundamentalist evangelical school. I believed in God. I believed in Jesus. But I wanted enough of Jesus to get to heaven and not miss the rapture. Like those are my two goals. Like you know, life goals. I didn't want to go to hell. I did not want to get left behind. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't really believe God was real. I didn't believe He was present or near. He was kind of out there somewhere, literally waiting to take me to heaven or waiting like to take us all up. You know, when the shofar blew. So that's kind of where I was. So I started going to this church out of pure hunger, pure sovereign curiosity. God touched me. And my questions, I had two questions after I got touched by the Lord. And uh, my question was, how do I live the Christian life? Which is, you know, that's the question we all wonder. And I'm like, how do I go back to this place called the presence of the Lord? How do I, can, is this something sustainable? Can I experience God? Because I knew that night he was a real person. He, right. he was a concept. He was, I mean, you, you've been there. We've all been there in worship where we experience what you call the presence, the manifest presence, the glory. That's what I tasted that night. So what happened? Number one, I just started look. I just started looking through books. I started watching TV, and I'll never forget question number one: How do I live the Christian life? Got answered. I was flipping through the channels, and all of a sudden, there's this lady who comes on. It just starts yelling at me, and she's like, "Well, this is what you need to do, and if you do this, then you'll walk in victory." And you know, probably many people could figure out it was Joyce Meyer, and I was like, "Man," but you know what, Jamie? It never faced me that this is a woman. I mean, it didn't phase me like I'm learning from a man or I need to learn from a woman. This is uh, this was somebody who walked in authority. I just want to release this right now. Listen, what, what gives us ability to bring people into transformation and breakthrough is the authority that comes with your history with God and also your testimony. It doesn't come. It has nothing to do with your gender. That's right. I, I said it has nothing to do with your gender. It has everything to do with a life of surrender, of yieldedness to God. It has everything to do with history with God. It has everything to do with what you have walked with God through. Exactly what happened with Joyce Meyer. This lady, I knew she carried authority. And I'm like, I got to learn from her. And then, you know, very shortly after I got touched by the Lord, I was like, who can teach me about this, this dimension or whatever called the presence of God? And I'll, I'll never forget the songs that I that were playing when I came to experience the Lord. I'm like, who wrote these songs? And it was this blonde Australian worship leader named Darlene Check, who to this day is, is I would consider her my hero. This is, wow. this is not because she taught me how to sing because I don't sing. Um, she taught me about how to access and live in the presence. And uh, so all, all that to say, Jamie Lynn, that's what happened. I, I was really impacted like significantly and deeply by these two women. And of course, I have a spiritual father who said down in South Florida who's very dear to me. I, I've been mentored primarily by men, you know, directly. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, you know, I'm just, 
just after you know just appropriating women per se it to me at the end of the day had nothing to do with what their gender was i was looking for people who carry authority i still look for that today right. you know so that's kind of how i got into this and that's why i you know from 16 years old till now uh, i i i must I, I it's not just a matter of why well, i want to i must declare i must encourage women's voices to be released um otherwise there's people out there who you know they're waiting for people of authority to lead them and there's a lot of women with that kind of authority so there you go that's really good i love that too because i mean of course i'm friends with you and your wife and your wife carries such authority where she goes i mean she's an incredible businesswoman she can literally do anything she put yeah. her hands to and yeah. it's gonna become gold she has like an anointing for so many things and I love that you you make room for that, and she makes room for you, and it's this beautiful balance back and forth of, of um, of marriage, and it's something that is rare to see, but I don't know that it's supposed to be that rare to see, like the two running together, because um, oftentimes, you know, growing up in the church that I grew up in, um, probably around the time that you're like encountering these women on TV, you're being, you know, you're learning from Joyce Meyer, you're getting yelled at with her love. Yeah. Um, Stop yelling at me with your love. Um, <laughs> coming. Uh, but you just, to me, I grew up in a very religious environment where mm -hmm. women couldn't pass around communion. They couldn't speak. They couldn't give announcements. I mean, it was crazy, but something happened. And when I met the Holy Spirit, I didn't have to go through all this deep inner healing. It was like in a moment, it was like everything I thought from the depths since I was little was okay. Like I knew like it was okay for women to do these things. And it's okay because I have a great foundation in the word of God, the way I grew up. But there's this thing where so many people grew up in this very religious environment. And, and I'm not talking about true religion, like he, yeah. you know, like they talk about in James, where it is like, I'm talking about like the religious spirit where it's like, we, we twisted the word, got it a little off and we're not walking in it fully. But yeah. if you are a woman and you are watching this, you're powerful. If, you have children, you have authority to speak life and teach them the word of God and the character and nature of Jesus. Anybody who has breath in their lungs has the ability to pursue Jesus and, and not just behold him, but become more like him on earth, which makes them powerful. Yeah. And so I see that in you and Mercedes. And I'm wondering for people who are listening in who are maybe single or married, anybody, anybody with a pulse, yeah. um, what, what does that look like in marriage to like, did it just come natural? Is it something that you had to figure out? Like, what does that look like for husband and wife to run together like that? Well, here's, I, I, you saw me kind of looking down from it. I texted Mercedes because she's on her way home. And mm -hmm. I, I felt led of the Lord, if she comes home um, while we're still doing this, I'd love her to come on. I told her just yeah. come in. I actually feel like the Lord wants to release some things. Um, listen, we've been married now 10 years. We've by no means got it all figured out because we're, we're still in the pro. You know, it's almost like a relationship of, of this kind. Uh, we're pushing against a wineskin, if that makes any sense. We're pushing against kind of an operating system that has been that has been so normalized in the church for so long. Because even in denominations, and I'm not going to say names or anything, but I was just talking to a dear friend. And she's just a powerful minister. Uh, you, you know her as well. And she's talking to somebody. And, uh, you know, she's basically telling the guy what she did. And he's like, and you're a woman? And she didn't even know how to answer him. So it, it's one of those things where we're still hitting against this thing. But we'll talk about why in a minute. We, I, you know, I wish we captured our, our like, before interview conversation. I know. I, but we'll get there. Um, but you asked me a question in terms of what does it look like in our relationship? I'll tell you this. And this is. Like I said, we've got it. We've never got, we don't have it down yet, but this is at least the direction we're moving in. And this is going to sound a little bit weird, uh, but the scriptures talk about, Paul talks about submitting one to another. Okay. We love to emphasize this whole thing about a woman just submitting almost like mindlessly without question to a man. And then we'll emphasize, well, yeah, the, the guy's got to love the wife, like the, like Christ, you know, loves the church and all that. <clears throat> I feel like sometimes though that that, that is not, shared about as loudly as it should be. Like the man has to love the woman, like w love his wife, like Christ loves the church. Right. That's a big deal. But nevertheless, um, it does talk about the scriptures submitting one to another. And here's the deal. At the end of the day, I mean, Paul has some pretty radical things to say about Mary. I mean, he basically says, 
This pushes against some of our societal, even cultural Christian perspectives about marriage because we think, oh, I mean, you you guys are married, and I I I, I know you guys, and I, I think we all share the same ideals and perspectives about this. It's like there's this idea that oh, when you get married, man, everything just makes sense, and you just love. It. It's almost like you worship at, at, at the statue of one another sometimes, and it, it gets a little bit bizarre. Listen, I, I'll share to people who are married to people who are maybe engaged right now, to people who want to be married. It's a good thing to want to be married. But actually, Paul talks about, you know, when you get married, almost like, and this sounds so paradoxical, when you get married, live as though you're not. Okay, let me explain what that means. And i got to just release this almost prophetically. This is good. Here is how me and my wife live, okay? I don't serve her, okay? She doesn't serve me. I know that there is a very radical patriarchal perspective sometimes. I'm not saying all patriarchal perspectives are wrong. I'm saying there's a radical perspective that basically says that the wife needs to do everything she can to accommodate and build her life around the husband. The, the woman build everything around the man. You know what? Yeah, that's true. But guess what, men? Guess what, husbands? You do likewise for her. Mm -hmm. Likewise for her. Because at the end of the day, I don't serve her. She doesn't serve me. We serve God. We serve the Lord. And that's not an excuse. I mean, that, if anything, that raises our love bar like all the way up. That raises our service bar all yeah. the way up because we're serving one another as we serve the Lord. And I'll give you an example. And I, you, you know, this story about three years ago, we, we faced, you know, the first real significant move of my life. Like, I'd lived in Florida for 25 years. I was very comfortable. We had, I had a great church. We were doing these great revival meetings. Things were starting to really get going and moving, and I was excited. And then my wife got this amazing opportunity with Lance Wall now. I mean, serving as the, you know, the vice president of operations there. And I, I knew it was the Lord, but I'll be totally transparent. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to, like, I, I knew in my spirit, though, I knew in my spirit that that was the direction to go in. But I was so resistant. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. I'm going to leave all my stuff. I'm going to leave where I'm known and all that. Very selfish things. Well, all it took was one message from Heidi Baker to really break that. A woman. Well, I, yeah, I know. We had her, we had her come in and to, to speak at one of our meetings. And I was hoping I didn't like the message that she preached at all. Because I was hoping it'd be like a Holy Spirit, like, you know, I'll fall on the ground and have this wonderful. It wasn't that. It was basically about the cost of saying yes. That that was the message. And I'm like, well, why do you have to preach that? I I, I wish I could trade that for another one. Do you have anything else up your sleeve? Um, but no, it was it was the Lord. And I'll never, I'll never forget, like, in, in my seat right up there doing, you know, it, it wasn't a spectacular moment. In my seat, in my heart, I was like, God, I say yes. I, I say yes to what you're doing because at the end of the day, I'm not saying yes to my wife. I've got to reiterate this. I'm not saying yes to her, and she's not saying yes to me. We're living in a place where we're asking this question. Um, I feel the Holy Spirit right now, mm -hmm. just not because I have anything special to say. I just feel like God wants to sort out some of this stuff. Um, for so long, since the 90s, early 2000s, we've had this question that, that it sounds spiritual, but it's off. It's, God, what is your plan and purpose for my life? What's your will for my life? I feel like that keeps us maybe on a proverbial spiritual hamster wheel. Here's the question we ask. And this is, and again, if you ask that question, listen, I've asked that question. I've gone to conferences that address that question. I want to know. But God is saying, no, no, no. At the end of the day, here's the question. It's a, new, it's a new conversation with God. We ask, God, what's your will? What are you doing, period? God, what are you doing? How are you moving? And how can I actually participate in what you are already doing? How can I move my life around to actually move where you're moving? And that's what happened to me right there as Heidi was speaking. I'm like, God, I've been, I've been off. I've been selfish. I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about, oh, I'm going to have to leave this behind and do this. Uh, God, you're moving in my wife. You're moving on her husband's right now. Oh, Ramanta. I'm sorry. I'm getting, I, I just feel the presence. Husband's right now. You've got to pray proactively and intentionally. Pray mm -hmm. and ask God, how is God moving in your wife? Because at the end of the day, of course, she's going to lay down her life for you. you got to do likewise for her. Mm -hmm. Like I know so many women, I even prophesy right now, I believe we're in a season where, you know what, wives or just women in general, th there have been times where you've had to lay things down in the spirit. You've had to lay things down that God, you know, their gifts and talents and desires and dreams, you you've had to lay them down. We all do at some point. Um, 
we we feel like there's it's really spiritual to lay things down because it's like it's the language of sacrifice and we're, we're familiar with how spiritual that feels the lord's saying even now in this season it's just as spiritual to know when it's time to pick those things back up yeah. again um there's a lot of, and that's what this whole book i did on arise the language that i felt like the lord gave me was swords and mantles and kingdoms kingdom assignments like it's time to recognize that there are things that maybe the Lord told you some years ago to lay down, but he might be telling you, you got to listen. I pray Holy Spirit even now for all the women who are listening, just give them ears to hear that quickening voice of the Holy Spirit who's saying it's time to pick that back up. And husbands, we need to pray proactively and intentionally for our wives and say, not only pray to the Lord, but ask our wives, how can I partner with what God is doing in your life? Because at the end of the day, what did I, I was, this is the, at the end of the day, it's about where is God moving? What is he doing? Husband, if he's moving in and through you, great. I know your wife will serve that because she's serving the Lord. If this is the season where he is moving on her, in her, through her, guess what? You, you might need to pack up, move across the country. and Because at the end of the day, there is nothing that substitutes for serving the Lord. And, you know, just concluding that whole little bit. Um, I'll, I, as I was standing there dealing with this, you know, Heidi's preaching, I'm dealing with it. As I just said, a very subtle, simple yes. So I said, God, yes, I'm sorry. I, I repent. It really requires repentance, Lord. I'm sorry for being selfish. Sorry for thinking it's all about me. Um, you're moving in her. As soon as I did that, I, I tell you, no joke, the fire of God hit me. Like, the, I mean, I felt like I got, I felt, I mean, nobody prayed for me. I fell through the chairs and God overwhelmed me with his presence. And people will be like, why would God do that? As a sign to say, you know what? The, the, a, almost him saying amen to that. Almost him saying, this is, how, this is how my people, this is how you, Larry, this is how my people, men and women, we need to be thinking in this hour. What is God doing and how can I move with how he's moving? So anyway. That's, that is so good. No, that's so, so good because I think <clears throat> the point is, is it so, I, I, love, I love what you're hitting on because this could almost be offensive to people who've grown up thinking something else. There's this, there's this belief that I'm, I have to do whatever my husband does because he's the money maker. He's the one, he's the breadwinner. He's this, he's that. And, and that's great. But the, the truth is, is that God uses you just as equally and powerfully as anybody because you're human and, and there's strength, there's strength in who you are and what you carry. And one of the things that my husband said the other day to his parents, he was like, I recognize that I'm in a season of being more hidden and my wife is stepping out and being seen in this hour. Like I recognize the time and season that God has us in and he's supporting me wholeheartedly because he, he has asked that question to the Lord. And so he knows that, and even now we're praying like, Lord, what does this mean? And where do you want us to go? Because what I love in, in Proverbs is that it says that when we seek the spirit of wisdom, that there's a specific blueprint that she has designed just for us. So yeah. if you're listening and you're like, but what does that mean, Larry? Like, what does that mean to ask that? Well, when you're pursuing the Lord, when you're in the word and you're communing with him in prayer, you will always be on the right path. That's what the spirit of wisdom says. When you're walking with her, you're always on the right path. She is a, blue, a blueprint made just for you. And yeah. the Lord will reveal these things to us. So I think it's, I think it's a powerful thing to say um, to, to people to ask Lord, what's your will and, and how can I be a part of it? Cause that's, that's a good strategy right there in itself. That's a blueprint that the Holy spirit revealed to you to share with us. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. And again, all of this folks, this is not, this is not necessarily Larry learning, sitting and sitting and reading his books. This is like me learning through a lot of mistakes and repentance. That's what that really is. It is me doing one thing. Me again, me praying one way, God, what's your will for my life? What's, and feeling like the heavens were as brass, like me asking that question, feeling like I'm not hearing anything, but then just learning, oh God, what if you're asking me to really get on your page and your program and say, God, what are you doing? Same thing with my wife. It's like, you know, as soon as I was able to say, God, I just submit and I surrender to what you're doing in her in the same way, you know, your husband, I mean, that's, he's just recognizing the anointing, times and seasons of God. I see that right now, even with my wife, with Mercedes, I'm very grateful for that. And, you know, I know I fail. I fail as like, in the sense of like, I, I want to do it at the best job I can in helping amplify her and consider that, you know, and consider what God is doing in her life. And again, husbands, and really, I, I'm thinking even Jamie Lynn for like, <laughs> this will really, this might really shift those of you who are even dating, courting relationships, whatever we want to call it now. I don't know anymore. But um, if you're not married or you're not engaged, pray for that person. 
pray for the, the man or the woman, uh, the young man, young woman you're in a relationship with. That will shift things. That will shift the maturity level of that relationship, whether you end up becoming married or not. Pray, God, how can I pray for their destiny? Yeah. How can I pray for what you're doing in their life? How can, you know, and, and vice versa. I, I, I tell you, even so, I, I, I was reluctant to say this, but that even proactive praying like that or praying together, for some reason, I don't know why, I feel like that almost protects the purity in a relationship. It does. I mean, isn't that 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 I I was reluctant to say it because I'm like, surely this is not a, surely this is not a. But it's like if that's the focus, like you praying for that person to fulfill the movement of God in their life, you see that person as a very sacred thing that you are not willing to trespass on. Um, so anyway, weird thing to say, but no, that's good. I believe that's a prophetic word. I know that's something that Lance and I we walked in purity, and a lot of it had to do with you know our relationships looked really foolish from the outside, but there was a lot of prayer and there was fasting and there was patience on our side. Listen, I'm a patient woman now. I wasn't before, but I am now. But like these things get produced through prayer and through really enduring the process with the Lord. I absolutely love that. I think that's a strong prophetic word. One of the things that you had mentioned about what's going on spiritually is that this isn't like, there isn't like an, uh, necessarily a demonic assignment against the church, but you were talking about a principality. Can you help us understand a little bit more what that looks like? I can. I, and this, I'm going to do my best at this, but okay. but talking to you really gave me actually clarity in this. Uh, Joel chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, Acts 2 verse 17. Um, let, me, let me just share a very familiar portion of scripture, but the Lord, this is you know why I have become in the last couple of years very adamant about this. It says in the last days, God says. So you can pause right there in the sense that it doesn't say in the last days, the latest best-selling book says, the latest prophet or prognosticator says. I mean, I know that sounds kind of goofy, but it says in the last days, God says, which tells me this is a last days end times prophecy that we can take to the bank because God is saying this as opposed to some, you know, person just coming out of the blue, out of the blue. Um, says in the last days, God says, what does he say? I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I'll pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. So here's the deal. This is like very black and white reading of scripture. We don't need to read something into it that's not there. To the degree, if if women are silent, if the voice of women is not being amplified, and I'm not just talking about women speaking, I'm talking about women, I mean, prophesying actually refers to a, a, de- a declaration, an oracle saying basically what God is saying. Um, but if women, the voice of the woman is not represented in what God is doing right now in the earth, then we will always and only see 50% of the available revival, outpouring, and awakening. Because isn't that everybody wants awakening, revival, reformation? I want all that too. I, I'm doing my best to figure all that out. But the Lord said, listen, that you will be like literally kicking against the goads. You will be you will be continually fight. You'll 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 be disappointed to the degree that women are silenced or muted. We will only and exclusively see fifty percent of available outpouring. Why? Because it's fifty and fifty sons and daughters, men and women. So that's why I believe it's a principality. Listen, we're not dealing with a demon. We're not just dealing with, you know, a a low-level demon in the sense of something that would be cast out of somebody. I'm not trying to trivialize that. I'm saying that there is a principality, there is a spiritual demonic principality that is aimed not just at women, not just at women. I mean, the devil hates women. The devil really hates women. We can go into a whole theological study as to why that is, but he hates women, but there's this principality aimed at women. Why? Because as soon as women, the voice of women is amplified, as soon as women are actually released fully by men, by the church establishment into leadership, guess what? You have that other 50% of revival, reformation, and awakening being manifest. This principality is aimed at the move of God. It is aimed at this last day's prophecy from becoming fulfilled. Now, the good news is that God gets what he wants. So this will happen. I, I, I have a high view of the sovereignty of God. God will indeed get what he wants. But the scriptures also talk about hastening the coming day of the Lord. So, which is a fascinating thought. So it's like, God, we, we want to see, I, you know, I, yeah, I want to see Jesus come back. But I want to see everything in God's heart materialize, manifest on the earth. 
And I do believe that this principality is aimed specifically at women. We see it now perhaps more than ever because as soon as women are activated and empowered and championed and released, I believe we will see revival outpouring and ultimately re reformation, like cultural transformation as women encounter God, have a prophetic voice again, and are actually released in every one of the seven mountains. We will see something shift unlike we've ever seen before because up until this moment in history, I feel the Holy Ghost on this too. <laughs> up until this moment in history, we see it on a national level. Like women were not even allowed to vote only up until, you know, historically, pretty recently. Like, I know, I think it was in Saudi Arabia, you know, just a, a year or so ago, women were not only now able to drive cars. Like, yeah. there's a shift happening. We see it taking place. And I believe as, particularly as men, as brothers, as husbands, we, we also need to figure, like, I wish I could tell you, Jamie Lynn, we figure this all out because I know there's still weird stuff between men and women. Can we, we'll just talk about this stuff. I mean, I, I love talking to you because we can kind of talk about anything. There's still this weird stuff where we need to operate completely in integrity, where mm -hmm. we, we need to have, you know, we need to have. But also, I do believe that we need to figure out some kind of way for men to sow into women, for, for men to mentor women as well. Um, mm -hmm. Not because that they, they need a man, but it's like I want to see women do what men have done. And when I say that, please, please let me just clarify. Let me just clarify. Men and women are distinct. They are different. They are unique. There's a glory on women and there's a glory on men. What we are seeing right now released in culture and society is absolutely demonic because there is a real move of God happening in women. But simultaneously, there is this, I don't know, perverse thing going on in hyper extreme feminism where women are basically saying, we don't need men. We can do it all ourselves. We, it's not even that. It's like we hate men. And it's nasty and it's vitriolic. It's demonic. Mm -hmm. It is that same principality because the devil's like, uh-oh, women are actually rising up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of throw a wild card in here. And I'm going to try to confuse everybody so that any inkling of women being empowered, people will shut it down because they will grow, they will be in fear of hyper-feminism manifesting when, in fact, we see God legitimately doing so. I hope that all makes sense. It's kind of a... a that totally a makes sense. That's crazy to think about because I would say one of the strongest words and one of the things I'm sensing, too, prophetically, that I've heard consistently from other prophets that you're sensing is that this is an hour and this is a year, okay? This is the year that we will see women launch into this incredible time of revival and this incredible outbreak in the spirit. And I yeah. feel like there, it totally makes sense to me that there would be that there would be a twisted version of it while the real thing is is rising up too. But here's here's one of the things that I'm hearing for what you're saying too, and let me know your thoughts as well. One of the things that I feel like women, you can do to prepare yourself because my friend had a dream that you can't treat demonic activity the same as prince, uh, a principality, both are demonic, but um, that you couldn't just bind the feet of a demon and throw it in the throne room, but that you had to guard yourself differently. You can't alone go after a principality. But what wow. you can do is when you have the living God on your side, you can guard yourself differently by staying in the word, by staying in relationship and communing with him and by walking so powerfully in your authority that you are protected and shielded like Psalm 91 covering you because you know the word of God. You know you're walking in the word of God and you're able to break through and take your place in the kingdom of heaven because I totally sense that too. I mean. Just even on media, we're about to see a total shift and change where holiness and yeah. where purity, they are about, even in Hollywood, I'm telling you, there's something rising up that is about to become so desired and wanted by people who haven't even known that it was a thing yet, right? And I believe a lot of it's going to come up through women. Yeah, I really do. Because there's this courage that rises up in women too. I love, I love what you were sharing with that. That's super powerful. And I love, um, I just love talking about it because- it's one thing, it's like, we can't marinate in what the enemy is doing. You have to be aware on how yeah. to protect yourself, but you have to be able to move forward to in, in his full, uh, in the Lord's full power and strength to be able to take on anything you're called to do. I agree, and truth be told, just going on what you're saying, that was such a profound point that you made while we are talking about it, because you're, you're right. We're not dealing with this just like, you know, you and I, you know, Jamie Lynn, Larry, like if we had a person that we were ministering to and they started to manifest some sort of demon, you know, let's just be practical. Yeah. We have authority to cast that out because we were dealing with an evil spirit or whatever. Um, we are dealing with a high level principality 
And one thing, you know, I don't believe in getting all goofy and spooky with spiritual warfare, but I do believe in being wise. And it's like, I don't have the ability to go like, you know, stand up on a mountaintop and start like rebuking and challenging the principalities and powers over this thing. But I do believe, here's the deal, as you were talking about that, I think of Matthew 16, where Jesus basically says, I will build my church. And, and, and it's not a building. He's not building a building. He's saying, I'm building an ecclesia. In other words, I'm building a community of people. And I actually sense that as, you were, as we're trying to figure this out, that is how we will break this principality. Not through just us doing this individually, but us linking arms, men and women in the church. I believe it's the church that has the ability and the voice to break a spiritual stronghold over the nation. But it's going to take the church. It's going to take an ecclesia. It doesn't, t- it doesn't mean it's going to take a whole mega church. It, you know, Lance was talking this. We were listening to him wherever we were just recently. Um, oh, goodness. We're up, uh, up in Missouri. And he made this powerful statement. It's like God has always used a remnant. And it's like, if we just have a remnant, if there's just a community of people gathered together, brothers and sisters, men and women say, you know what, we're going to function as a governmental ecclesia. And I do believe leaders need to be this. I, I believe prophets and apostles, fivefold ministry leaders need to be part of this because they need to be championing this. I believe when their voice actually contends with heaven, goes into the heavenlies and says, you know what, we are going to pray against this and we're going to break this. Not only are we going to break something, but as church leaders actually advocate for the advancement of women, I believe exactly what happens in Matthew 16 is going to manifest that the gates of hell, the powers of hell, the strategy of hell, this principality aimed at women and ultimately aimed at the outpouring of the spirit will not come to pass. It will not prevail because there's a voice of an ecclesia. But that that by default means a community. That by default means we do need the fivefold ministry. We do need yeah. leaders. And I, and I pray, you know, the cool thing about doing a broadcast like this and, you know, doing what I can as I can, I, I want to champion in this and raise awareness of this uh, in our community. That's good. You know, one of the things that I think of too, when you're talking about linking arms together, even for women, I think about, I just got this picture of, you know, women are nurturing and they raise children. Like they raise the children up. But like, even as women in the body of Christ, we're called to raise one another up. And there cannot be a spirit of like, what I want to build and what I think I should get. And there can't be a competitive nature in order to get there. I mean, we have to have a clarity and vision that somebody else may be going further than we are. But if we're linking arms and celebrating them and we're strengthening their sprint or their journey or their walk or whatever it is, like we really need to be wholeheartedly there for one another. And that can't happen in this competitive nature. I mean, a lot of women can be, and, and hear me out, this is a very worldly, this is, you know, I'm talking about the tree of knowledge and good and evil, which enforce, unfortunately we deal with every day in our world. Yeah. But there's this um, competitive nature where it's like, oh, well, Susie Q um, is up there speaking and that should be me. And it's like, if it should be you, you'd be up there. And it's like, if we can embrace and endure, I know that was kind of harsh the way I said that, but it's true. I mean, like if we can embrace the timing and we can embrace this journey that we're on together with God, I think that it's going to be insane. And I think that's when he's going to show up when we're not, it's not every man or woman for themselves, but it's truly like women, like we don't need to be fighting for our place in the church. What you do in the secret place and what you declare in the secret place will happen because you have the ear of our father in heaven. So sometimes there's going to be the strategy where we're running together and you're having to declare in the secret place. Or maybe you have your intercessory group like I have here in San Antonio. We meet together once a week and we pray for things in our government and they happen. Like we're praying for these things, but we, we have to have people praying for one another and running together in order to achieve this thing that Larry's talking about in the body of Christ. Well, well, as you were saying that, this is we could do this all night. Um, I, I literally, I felt like the Lord was saying these things, and He said this to me before, but I felt like He told me to release this. Is just even on the heels of what you're talking about, um, this whole competitive thing that we we deal with. Uh, that is the result of our hearts not being in the right place. God, can I just say that? I mean, that, that, that I mean, because I gotta, I gotta say this as well. Success is not a bad thing. In fact, one of the things the Lord has told me time after time to minister in certain places, and it sounds bizarre, but, you know, again, tree of knowledge, good and evil stuff. Let's let's talk about this is I felt like the Lord said, I want to restore career ambition to my women. I want to restore because we we talk like that's a bad thing. The phrase ambition or even climbing the corporate ladder. But I felt like the Lord saying, listen, I want those. Now, track with me because this is this. 
this statement makes 100% sense. I can't say I coined it. I felt like the Holy Spirit said, he said, I want those, those who are most under the influence of the Holy Spirit to have the most influence. That's I, good. And that, and that is the reality. Listen, it doesn't mean we're perfect, but God knew what he's getting into when he got us, okay? He's not dealing with perfect people or people who even have the potential to be perfect. Um, but the reality is this, we guard our hearts. The reality is this, you know, Jamie Lynn, I was just in Israel um, with a whole bunch of our friends. Anna, Anna Werner was with me. We were all leading this tour. And I tell you, the Lord spoke so clearly to us. We did a lot of ministry together. Um, and a lot of, you know, Sid, Sid Roth was leading it. And Sid is really after like, what's going to release the greater glory of God? I mean, he is, he is after this. And the thing that Anna and I walked away from, it's like, you know, it doesn't sound juicy or doesn't sound like a secret sauce, but I felt like time after time, the Lord said, what's going to release the greater glory into the earth is a heart that says Romans 12, one, I'm a living sacrifice because the fire of God is attracted to sacrifice. There's not like a three-step thing or a five CD set you can get or, you know, I mean, teaching and all that's great, but it's like there's no shortcuts to actually having that kind of influence, that kind of impact, seeing the fire and the power of God move through you. It is a life that is lived as a living sacrifice. And I want to encourage the women who are watching, men who are watching too, but that's the key. When your life is a living sacrifice and you, you recognize, listen, I was bought with a price. I'm not my own. Like I'm going to glorify him with my body. There's nothing wrong. I'm just going to say this with authority. There's nothing wrong with having aspirations or desire to climb a corporate ladder. There's nothing wrong with actually desiring to have influence. There's nothing wrong with career ambition. If the ascension, if the influence, if the success ends with the advancement of the kingdom, if it ends with you, if it ends with you, just having a big name. If it ends with you, just making a whole bunch of money. There's nothing wrong with money. Yeah. But if it ends with you, if it ends with you putting your family, your husband, your wife, everything on the altar of your success, you know, then that's wrong. But if the desire, and we need this now more than ever, this is mm -hmm. why I'm so track with Lance. This is why I'm so track with Mercedes. Mm -hmm. um, that combination of revival and reformation. Listen, if we want to see the earth change, if we want to see the outpouring of the spirit says, I'll pour out my spirit on all church. It doesn't say all church. I'm being facetious. It says all flesh. If we want to see all flesh actually experience the outpouring of the spirit, then you, I, all the men, all the women who are listening need to carry the glory of God, the presence of God to whatever sphere you've been called to. And you know what? It's legal for you to actually want to have influence in that sphere to the degree that you live under the influence of the Lordship of Jesus and under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So that's that's so good. You know what, Larry? I I want to. I feel like I'm supposed to share this too. It's right in the same vein. I was speaking this past week um, at Upper Room Dallas at a women's conference. It was incredible. Oh. And one of the things that I that I told the women, I was like, I don't want to get to heaven. I was like, and and, and be like, God, look what I did for you. I yeah. built this business. I had a TV show. Mm. I did all this for your glory. Like that we do things and then slap his name to it. Yeah. And then him look at me and be like, but you didn't do that with me. You didn't know me. And there's this fear that comes in in a healthy way. Not like, not like I'm paralyzed and can't move forward, but like, actually, God, I don't want this, this or this without you. Because I'm recognizing the more I lower myself in into the word and into the spirit, the more he puts me in rooms with people who are going to Oh, that are opening the like he's putting me and positioning me around people that are going to launch me into the thing that he always created me to do to begin with and he's the one doing it because ladies and gentlemen what we build on our own we have to maintain on our own but what god builds with us he's the one that maintains it and that's the thing that lasts for eternity so i'm so fired up about this larry because we have to water our hearts with the spirit of God and we have to feed it with the word of God. That's, that's the only way that we can get there. And it's important because God needs you and he's looking for the yes for women to climb the corporate ladder and men. And he's looking for the yes to people to start the company that doesn't exist, to start the ministry that doesn't exist because there's millions of people that will be touched. I met my husband because somebody said yes to God, even when it was hard, his name's Michael Miller, his wife, Larissa Miller, Upper Room Dallas. And this tiny little prayer gathering has turned into this huge church in Dallas. And I met my yeah. husband because somebody else said yes. And thousands of people know the Lord because of Upper Room Dallas. And it was this 
man's yes. So your yes is really important with God and being obedient in that. So I'm really fired up because I know that people, I know if you're watching, I know if you're tuning in, I believe that you carry that. It's okay. Like it's okay to not know how it's going to happen. If you're with God, it'll happen. And that's the key. You, you literally shared that you're building with God. I love that distinction of language versus I did this for you. I built this for you. That's that sounds spiritual religious, but I believe the Lord, just as you were speaking, he is. He's saying, you know, it, it's legal for you to have career ambition, want to like have influence. But he is it is it, it is an intimate invitation to do that with God. Yeah. With him, side by side. So that's beautiful. That's awesome. I love it. I'm I'm pumped about this message that you carry. And is there anything that you feel that you want to pray over the women and men who are listening in or anything else that you want to add to the conversation as well? Well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I really just want to kind of, I guess, finish kind of where we started in the sense that I, I want to pray. Well, you know what? Let's let's do this. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll pray. And, you know, if you have anything as well, please share that. I, I feel like. I feel like the big thing that the Lord wanted to highlight is at the end of the day, we're serving the Lord at the end of the day. And this is specifically, I, I want to pray for husbands specifically. I, you know, I'm going to go specific here. Um, husbands who are watching, I don't know how many are watching now. You'll watch in the archive or whatever. I want you to, again, I said this before, but I got to say it again, pray intentionally and not just like, you know, okay, we're going to pray together at night and all that kind of stuff. No, no. Pray intentionally for your wife and ask the Holy Spirit to show you maybe things. Yeah, I feel the Holy Spirit on this. Show, ask him to show you things in her heart that are dormant. I feel that. I, I do. I actually feel a fire of God on this because there's a lot of women right now that have things in their spirit, things in their heart that are dormant. And one of the things that honestly is, is speaking to a lot of women right now, particularly who are moms and wives, or you can't do that because you're a wife and you're a mom. And, and the reality, listen, there's times and seasons. I understand that. There are times where God tells us to lay things down. I understand that as well. But you know, husbands, we've got to rise up. We, we actually have to rise up. And in the same way our wives have historically championed us, we really need to champion them. Again, I'm convinced this is why we're not seeing more activity of God in the earth. I, I, now I'm, I'm thinking, you know, putting my little revival hat on. I think of Amy Simple McPherson. I, I think of Mariah Woodworth Edder. I think of these like these pioneers. Like these are not just pioneer women. These are just pioneer. I mean, Amy Simple McPherson was a pioneer in terms of obviously starting the four square movement. I mean, that's huge. She, in terms of bringing creativity to sermons, I mean, Hollywood would try to seek out this lady because of the innovation she walked in, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, the power and presence that this woman walked. And I think of Mariah Woodworth Edder, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s, who's a Pentecostal pioneer. The measure of miracles, I mean, you could read the book. I think it's called Diary of Signs and Wonders. I mean, just the power, the level of presence and power she walked in. Catherine Coleman. Um, they, I don't look at these, oh, these are just ladies. These are people who marked history in the last 100, 150 years for God. And I want to, and I don't know what level of support they had, truth be told, from the men in their life. I'm sure they had it. Uh, but I want to encourage you, men, who knows if the woman that you're married to is has that anointing, that assignment, that call. Yeah. Uh, you need to seek the Lord intentionally. And here's the thing, like one day we're going to stand before the Lord. It's a sobering thing. And I do believe we're going to give account as husbands of how we stewarded the life of our spouse. Like what did we do? Like if we were intentionally denying them something, if we were intentionally like we saw the movement of God in their life and we're like, no, no, no. It's almost like, I don't know if we're threatened, intimidated, that type of thing. We need to get over that because at the end of the day, God wants to fill the earth with his glory. And he's not going to just do that with men. Yeah. And I, I can say that. He's not going to just do that with men. So husbands, fiancés, even men, you know, boy, you know, people in dating relationships, pray for these women. Pray that the Lord would give you wisdom, prophetic strategy, prophetic words to share over them. Ask the Lord to share with you, particularly this is usually this is exclusively though for husbands and wives because this is an intimate thing to really ask the lord what are things that are dormant in her life that i can partner with her with i can partner with my wife to see this manifest in the earth i, I just feel the sobriety of the lord on that because that's stuff that we need to do because i want to see the earth filled with his glory I, I don't care who it's not about who gets the credit for this like 
I pray that Jesus would really receive the reward of his suffering. I pray that when Jesus returns, which he will, you know, that's one thing our generation does not do a good job. To, uh, that's why I love Michael Miller. That's why I love IHOP. I love these communities because they remind us that one day Jesus will split the sky. He will return. That's not something that should make us like fearful. It's not, it's not something that should make us inactive. He will come back though, and he's going to look, he's, he's returning for a return on his investment. He's going to say, I gave you the Holy Spirit. I gave you all these prophetic words. I gave you faith. I gave you the word. I gave you all these things. What did you do with it? Because my heart is that when he does return, yeah, I want to give him souls, but I pray that we give him some nations. I pray that we give him even aspects of culture. I pray that when he returns, even like arts and media, we have something to hand to him and say, you know what? No, it, it was not perfected, but we saw redemption. We actually saw the redeeming blood of Jesus have measurable impact on these spheres that were so marred by the devil. Um, it's going to take men and women for that. So I oh. wanted to release that. <laughs> I, think I mean, I was like, Woo! try not to scream in the <laughs> microphone. That That's really powerful. And something I was hearing when you were, when you were declaring that over, over to people, over to peeps, um, women, I can, I don't, I don't know what it's like to be in a marriage where you don't feel supported by your husband, but I will say, that um, even though there may have been pain in the past, and maybe this is hard to hear, but I really believe this is the heart of God and his kindness. If God, it, for you to just cling and lean into the Lord in his kindness and his goodness, he will always make a way to accomplish. Like, I love what Larry said earlier. If God wants to do something, he's going to do it. Yeah. And if God wants to do something through you and you're leaning on him, he's gonna do it. Your husband's yeah. not gonna get in the way of it. And so just trust him with all your heart and keep leaning in. Um, don't don't lean on your own understanding, lean on his, and yeah. just trust, trust that process because I believe that you you were created with the purpose and, and the Lord will fulfill it. I love that, that really jazzed me up at the beginning, Larry, when you were like, God wants to do something, he's gonna do it. Or you said something similar to that. Yeah. God gets what he, I mean, he, he does. Like sometimes, sometimes we have this theology where it's like, well, I don't know, you know, if we don't do something. Now, I understand we're called to partner with God, we're called to co-labor with God. I get all that. Theologically, listen, if God ultimately, if, if God does not get what he wants, that kind of theology makes me shudder a little bit because then that shows God is kind of small. Now, he will get what he wants. And for those who are yielded, for those of you like you were talking and ministering to to the the women particularly who are watching this, um, yeah, truly, God will. I feel like He's saying God will affirm you. God will affirm you. I, I even one of the things I've just been seeing in the spirit recently, uh, ever since He gave me this, is I see the Lord literally with a sword knighting the heads of women, like commissioning women. Um, and again, I'm not. Listen, we're not encouraging anybody to be rebellious. We're not encouraging anybody to just go run out and do whatever. Um, that, that's why it's vital. That's why it's vital for husbands to surround and protect their wives. Yes, you heard me. Like that's, that's definitely an assignment of the husband to protect her and surround her in her assignment, not to restrain her. My goodness. I, I, protect her, keep her safe. As she goes, I mean, I think of like people like Joyce Meyer, who I love. The two women who, who've, Minister to me probably the most, Joyce Meyer and Darlene Check. I mean, so many other women. I think of Cindy Jacobs, and I think of the men who are with these women, and they are men who release them but protect them, yeah. and that's a big deal. I mean, so uh, it's a big, yeah. That's that's really good. So, will you will you just touch base? I know you you weren't planning on doing this, but um, you have your book Arise near you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I we I do talking about it earlier. Yeah, yeah. Wait. So you gave me a copy of this book. It's amazing. Will you tell people about this? And then can they get it from LarrySparksMinistries.com? Is that where they would well, go? In a perfect world, yes. But <laughs> but but uh, probably easier, though. This is a book that um, Patricia King and I uh, had were kind of the same prophetic word around the same time concerning all this stuff in terms of what God is saying and doing among women. I This book has some teaching in it, but more than anything, it is like kind of one multifaceted prophetic word and uh this is something that the lord gave to us i feel like we stewarded it in book form and you know you we have contributions in here from like karen wheaton uh from heidi baker barbara yoder a lot of women who are out there on the front lines who are who are doing it mm -hmm. and uh, my, my dear friend lana vosser who is a prophet in australia she wrote the afterword because she had this great 
prophetic word about what God is doing with his daughters, a prophetic reflection at the end. So it's available on Amazon, and uh, I, I encourage you, yeah, I encourage you to, to get it. But, uh, I love right. that. I love that. For everybody who shares this video, you can enter your name into winning a copy of Arise, and I'll mail it to you. So oh. share this video um, and tag your friends in it that you feel like this would encourage, and I'll draw names on Friday, and then I will send a copy of this book because it's awesome. You need to have it. Um, and then also, so how can people get a hold of you? They can go to my website, LarrySparksMinistries.com. Oh, look at that. I just flung it up there for everyone. I, I can't even do that. <laughs> I do this kind of stuff all the time. So you are an innovator indeed, a renaissance woman of media. <laughs> um, I receive that. Still growing into it, but I receive yeah. it. So that's at LarrySparksMinistries.com, LarrySparksMinistries on Facebook. And I know you've had my wife on, but we're, we literally just launched a ministry. So this is like we've been doing this kind of stuff for years, but um, the Lord really fast-tracked it. So uh, her and I, we launched the ministry. It's an official 501c3. It's called LM Ministries, so Larry and Mercedes Ministries, uh, LM Sparks Ministries. And uh, yeah, for, but right now I'm using that website. And then you can follow Mercedes. She's got, you know, it's one of those things where the Lord, I don't know how many husbands and wives feel this way. Maybe you do with uh, Lance, but <clears throat> there are many times in 10 years where we've been like, we are so different. Uh, we're, we, we, we are the most night and day people. I, I, can, I, can I share this just for a minute? Because I feel like this might minister to somebody because I, I have quite a few friends who are like this where it's like, very transparently, sometimes the devil will play on that and it'll be like, you're too different. I mean, he'll, he'll literally use that. And I want to just release this over you. That's a lie because God brings differences, like extreme differences together to complement. He really does to bring, because if you're two or, you know, and there's probably people who are the same. And you know, there's a lot of things about me and my wife, and same thing with you, you know, Jamie Lynn and Lance, that are very similar. Like the similar things that we are, like those are foundational, fundamental. But like personality, like likes and dislikes, even like food. You know, I'm a very meat and potatoes guy. She likes all this stuff. And it's like, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but the devil will try to use that. He'll try to tell you as spouses, you're too different, almost like as an excuse. You shouldn't be together. That's a lie. Anytime the enemy uses that, just declare that that is a lie because he brings two different people together to form something that would not be formed with just, you know, two yous. And uh, my wife really carries her heart for reformation, like going mm -hmm. out there and being like boots on the ground, changing things. Although she's very prophetic. Here's the Lord. Here's the Lord and experiences him in ways that I have not yet in terms of dreams and visions and that type of thing for the business world. Um, and my heart is obviously revival, the move of the Holy Spirit once again in the local church, revival history. But you know what? The Lord brought us together. And it's this beautiful blend of revival and reformation because if we just have revival without actually changing culture, all we're doing is chasing our tail as a charismatic church. Um, and if we just have reformation without people experiencing the power of the spirit, we're just out there propagating ideas that have no anointing. So when you bring them together, uh, I feel like the Lord really knew what he was doing when he had me and my wife meet, what, 11 years ago in the Barnes & Noble bookstore in West Palm Beach, Florida. That's a whole other story. I just realized this. The first time Lance realized he liked me was in Barnes and Noble at South Lake Town Center. That's Come on. when the was like lifted. There's an anointing. Barnes and Noble, if you are listening to this broadcast, which I don't know if you are, there's an anointing there because that's what happened. Yeah, we were in the. And so. if, if for some reason you don't feel the anointing when you get there, I'm just popping this up here lmsparksministries.com is where you can reach it. <laughs> just kidding. Well, well, and the re unfortunately, we. That you, you, you are too quick. Maybe you're prophesying. We, we don't have that website yet. It's just right now Larry Sparks Ministries. Larry um, Sparks Ministries. Look, we're just letting you know. We're just wetting the palette a little bit for everybody. But I think my, I'm trying to think if my wife has. My wife's website is followsadies.com. Oh, it's cute. And she's been on your on your thing. So. Yes, everybody. Um, you can look through in Mercedes Sparks and it's connected to her. She shared it onto her page because she's just now is really stepping in as an advocate for women and mamas um, with everything going on in, in government and just and in many spheres of influence, not just government. So I'm excited. Also, I just love you so much. Thank you for joining me today and for encouraging everybody. We'd love to hear your comments below. Did you enjoy Larry Sparks? Because I did.
<laughs> I'm like, you can leave your comments, even if you didn't enjoy it. Um, I did, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's true. If you if you didn't enjoy it, um, well, uh, don't, don't don't let us know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we really just want positive feedback. Thank yeah, you. No, no, yeah. This is why I'm not in sales. Okay, this is why. Uh, yeah. um, but thank you so much, guys. Thank you for viewing. Once again, you can go to LarrySparksMinistries.com, right? That's right. LarrySparksMinistries.com, and you can check out this and go to Amazon and share this video once again. If you want a copy of the book Arise that Larry initiated with Patricia King and so many other incredible women and his very timely prophetic word for women in this hour, share this video. Either go to Amazon and just search for Arise and type in Larry Sparks or Patricia King and you will find it. And if you share this video on Friday, I'm going to do a drawing for everybody who shared this video and I'm going to send a copy to the winner. So thank you so much. Um, love you guys. If you have questions, let us know. Please make sure you follow Larry Sparks if you're not already following him and Destiny Image Publishers on Facebook. And I will see you guys soon. I have a podcast coming out this month called Set Apart with Jamie Lynn Walnow, where I'll be interviewing amazing people who are set apart for the kingdom of heaven in every sphere of influence on this earth who will empower and encourage you while you're driving in your car and some little words that the Lord has put in my heart to encourage you too because it's my favorite gift of encouragement mm -hmm. and i hope um just stay tuned and i'll let you know when that's going to be released thank you larry so much oh my joy anytime jamie okay bye guys